Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now you're most welcome back to the programme. Bobby here with you all the way till one o'clock. Earlier in the week, the Restaurants Association of Ireland published an economic report which advocates for the government to extend the 9% uh, VAT rate until the end of 2025. But if the most recent reports are to be believed and the mood music coming from the media even as late as this morning, uh, the government seems to be on course to increase the rate of VAT to 13.5% uh, after the next cost of living support package which will be announced on Tuesday. Uh, to discuss this, I'm delighted to be joined in the studio uh, by Adrian Cummins. He's the CEO of the Restaurants Association of Ireland. A- Adrian, you're very welcome to the programme. Um, thanks for coming in. Uh, I, I, I know, I'm not a defeatist, but I, could I suggest to you that this battle could be lost? Uh, or what are you hearing? Well, the mood music is not good coming from government, but, uh, you know, we're there to represent an industry and we're out there and we're fighting our case and putting forward the arguments to why the 9% VAT rate should be kept in place. And the biggest single argument is that when you look at across Europe, 9% is the average rate. And nobody has told us why the Department of Finance has decided that 13.5% is the correct rate for VAT for hospitality in Ireland, which would put us to the second highest within the European Union after, that, after Denmark, who is at 20%. But that's always been the case. In, well, in the sense, you know, I, yeah. I'm not saying, and I I know how hard it is mm. to make money in a restaurant. So, you know, I, I, I absolutely have, like, I, I understand. But I, I just think that, you know, to be relying on government and when they bring in something that is said that's temporary, it's very, very hard, you know, to if it's, if it's sold in as something that's temporary, it's very, very hard to give it up. And with the challenges that have been, in your sector and there are no secrets uh, the availability of trying to get staff trying to get people to work having to pay people more uh, the energy costs like I understand mm. all the headwinds that you're facing but you know there's a text in here that says Bobby I was in the restaurant business in the 1980s and VAT was 35% present owners should feel very lucky at 13% well, what do you say to him? Well, the, just to give the historics of the VAT rate, it was reduced in 2011 uh, from 13 to 9. It has been at 9 for with, with, for all of those years, with the exception of 2019, which went up for one year. went up, went up in that budget at uh, the October of 2018 and went up in the beginning of, of 2019 for one year. Then COVID hit in 2020 was reduced again. So that just gives you the history of it. So what businesses are saying to us is, you know, this is going to have to be passed on to the consumer. We're in a cost of living crisis. It'll affect every consumer. It doesn't matter whether it's the person that has can go out and five nights a week to the to the to the best to the best restaurants in Ireland, or the person that does that has to go to his local takeaway to get his meal every day of the week. It affects that that income bracket yeah. also. So it affects everybody. It'll affect inflation. So there's going to be a knock-on effect to the cost of living within our country, and we feel. That you know, while we're very support, very thankful to the government for all the supports that they did for our sector over over COVID, this nine percent VAT rate, it's one of these big big issues in terms of competitiveness for for us 
in, in, in Ireland in terms of tourism and also the viability of businesses as well because either two things you either pass it on to the, on to the consumer and if you can't pass it on to the consumer because your price might you know you might say well if I increase my price I might I may lose customers I'll have to absorb it that affects the bottom line of the business then so there's two there's two aspects to this in terms of what type of business owner is going to affect and how it's going to affect them As you reflect on your campaign could I suggest to you that being uh, in bed with the hoteliers maybe maybe has damaged your case on the basis that the public flack that was coming from government was around uh, price gouging on accommodation, particularly in our in Dublin, in the capital city, around concerts and that. So have you got swept into that uh, in a sense that would it not be if there was a VAT on accommodation uh, at 13.5% and at food at 9%, is that something you could have sold? Well, let me want to be very clear on this now, right? Yes, you're correct. There are certain, there was a few businesses in Dublin particularly that price gouged. Everybody knows that and the industry knows that also. So I want to be clear on that. You know, the government had a choice. We've actually worked together with our hotel um, colleagues and other, indust- other industry partners in tourism uh, to work together on this campaign. We've but never- was that a mistake is what I'm saying? Well, we don't know until Tuesday whether it was a mistake or not because our strategy is that the 9% should be collective across the board but the government has a choice if they wanted to split it if they wanted to we were told they couldn't do it then then we were told they could do it and now it's all about well it's technically challenging and I want to put this out to the to the government here is if seven EU countries across Europe can split the VAT rate between accommodation and food, why wasn't there? Why isn't there due diligence done on how we can we can do it in Ireland by by revenue? We've been told they can't do it, but every, seven other EU countries have a split rate. How can they do it? I'm not advocating for it, but I just want to get the answers to it because there's a lot of unanswered questions in terms of figures being thrown out that is the cost is around 550 to them to the exchequer. That's incorrect. Okay, stay with us. Uh, there's, I'm going to read you two texts, one that's supportive of your of your cause and one that's maybe not. I'm the owner of a 35-seater cafe in the South Dublin village. I have nine staff and have been in business for over 18 years. We prepare and cook the majority of our food in our small kitchen. Over the last year, we, we've all known that prices of everything, especially electricity, have gone up exponentially. I cannot pass all of this on to my customers who are mainly local people. I am sad to say that businesses like mine that provide a unique personal service to the community may be forced out of business with the increase of the VAT uh, rate pushing us over the edge. Um, So that's one. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of that, a texter says, we pay some of the highest Price rate prices in Europe for restaurants as customers, so they want the lowest VAT rate, charging the highest prices. Yeah, with the highest cost of business in Europe, also we pay one of the highest, you know, in terms of commercial rates, energy prices, etc., etc. We are a high cost society, and we're we're going in the right in the wrong direction. We're at inflation is at. 8%, 7%, it was whatever it was last year. It, it isn't coming back down to where it should be around 1, 1.5%, 2% per year. I mean, the co- you know, that is reflective in how margins are in businesses and what business owners have to do on a daily basis to adapt and keep their business afloat. Your first texture hit the nail on the head. 
You know, they're not, they're a business now that can't pass it on to the consumer. Yeah. And that business is in what we would see as that 20% in the red zone that are in fear of closing down. So you think one in five restaurants will close? I think one in five between restaurants, coffee shops, that category are in fear. We would call them in a red zone in fear of closure because their margins are so low. And if their margins go below into a negative, obviously they're going to close down. And how many restaurants would, or do you know these figures, how many restaurants would have closed uh, in 2023 so far this year that you know of? Well, it was one a day is what we were counting. And some days you were getting two a day. I mean, in one county alone, they had, and as a small county, they had about 10 restaurants in one month. Yeah. You know, like that's that's what's that's what's and it's it's a mixture of it, it seems to me it's a mixture of coffee shops low, small coffee shops small casual dining restaurants and also some pubs that serve food in rural areas mm. they're the cohort that are under extreme pressure the, the business model almost seems to have changed a lot even since in the short in the short time I've been away from it Adrian you, you know you look now at even say Dublin city centre it's it's a, it's a Thursday to Sunday business. Uh, people close down. No one tries to go seven days a week anymore. So, um, what about though? You know, COVID was 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 a real hammer blow for employment leaving the sector. Like, is it such a bad thing that maybe people could be paid more? And I know I appreciate yeah. that the prices have to find their way onto the customer's plate. But, you know, in terms of an industry, if people were paid more, maybe there just would be. Because the worst thing is trying to run a business and not be able to get staff. So, yeah. so is, there, is there something more that could be done on, on pay, on conditions, on attracting people into this industry? Well, I can assure you that those businesses out there to retain their staff, they had to pay more in the last 12 to 18 months. They had to make sure that their staff were happy in 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 the in the in their jobs, and because we had lost nearly twenty percent of our workforce throughout uh, COVID, uh, either through those that went back to their home countries or those that just moved to other sectors, and we've re- we've re- replenished that uh, cohort back up. I think we're nearly at ninety eight percent, ninety seven percent of the overall employment numbers in hospitality as of now, right? Uh, pr- pr- uh, comparing to pre COVID, so we've we've done really well in that in in, in that terms. But people have a, they've said to themselves, okay, I can I'm better off operating five days instead of seven days. And I'll and I'll adjust accordingly to it. And what you'll see now is the vast majority of restaurants are not open on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah. Let me ask you one final question. If the news is bad on Tuesday, what are you going to do? Well, it depends on what way the news is, is projected. It could be gone as of the 1st of March. But what we can see from the media reports is they're talking about a phasing of tax... tax so you co- might get till the end of the year on it. Well, the end of the year, we'll take that. But we will be lobbying that it should be extended. You know, that, we have to fight for our industry. Mm. We're like... We've put, we've projected that twenty percent of restaurants are in fear of closure. You know, we have to go and fight for those those those, those businesses. Okay, well, look, it's a it's a subject that I've have a huge interest in. I I absolutely understand uh, the dynamics of what's at play here. Um, it's been an interesting discussion, Adrian. We wish you well, and we wish your industry well. But let's see what happens. Thank you very much, Bobby. Down to business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.